Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prop Swap Podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein. And Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got another great episode for you. Uh, we will get to some breaking news in the sports betting uh, world. Uh, we will talk a little NHL playoffs. Uh, all the Canadian teams are, are officially out. Uh, but first, we will start with some NBA playoff action. Uh, a lot has happened since uh, the last time we recorded. Uh, and Luke, I thought we would start off with the this Warriors parlay that we've been talking about uh, a lot uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Warriors are out. Um, this parlay that had a $200 wager to collect $300,000. All it needed was the Warriors um, to win the championship. Um, and... Uh, you know, he turned down many offers from PropSwap uh, during the King series, during the Lakers series. Um, you know, I uh, I, don't, I don't mind sharing this because uh, this was posted by BR Betting uh, on, on their Twitter. Uh, they were exchanging text messages uh, with, with this better uh, ahead of game six, which, of course, was the, the final game of that series that, that the Warriors ended up losing and not and it was not close. Uh, but uh, he had a cash out offer of eleven thousand dollars. Again, mind you, he wagered two hundred dollars, right? But no one, no one cares about that. They only care about what he could could win. Uh, he bet two hundred dollars. The cash out offer from FanDuel was eleven thousand dollars. Obviously, he could have sold it for more on PropSwap at this time. But uh, before Game Six, um, his quote via text was, "There is no such thing as cashing out," uh, and so that would uh, lead you to believe that uh, he did not hedge. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll be thinking of it as I only lost $200, but, um, what, what was the, the highest offer he, he got, uh, on prop swap for this ticket? 30 grand. Right. Um, so, uh, you can kiss that goodbye. You know, it's what they say, uh, hor- uh close only counts in, in horseshoes and hand grenades, uh, does not count in sports betting. Uh, if you don't, if you don't, uh, take some guaranteed money. So, uh, Luke, what were your thoughts on uh, on this whole uh, exchange? Yeah, it does not count. Um, I've explained this to a lot of people. You know, everything on the record, of course, just sharing what, what's been posted publicly. Greed is one adjective. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, talking about <laughs> the $200 initial bet. Um, you know, it's the classic... Well, I only wager two hundred dollars, right? So if I don't if I don't sell this thing, I'm only gonna lose two hundred dollars, which is massively incorrect because you lose you lost thirty thousand. I gave we submitted an offer to you, you declined the offer, you had thirty thousand in your pocket, and you took it out of your pocket and gave it back to us. So no, you lost you lost thirty thousand. Yeah, it's um, like uh, it's like in the show Deal or No Deal, right? I mean, th- these are all contestants who didn't wager anything, and and if you know the they have a an offer of you know from the banker of a hundred thousand dollars and they say no and they lose they're going to go home thinking that they lost a hundred thousand dollars right but for some reason sports betting uh because there's an initial wager made it's it's viewed a little differently yeah it's a good point um it, it is viewed differently and i think that's the starting point of where you began is is the problem you know uh they're they're like I put in two hundred dollars, so that's my net loss. But these people on deal or no deal, I was like, well, I didn't put in anything. You know, I paid a fifty dollars application fee, whatever it is. That's 
you know, it's, I didn't lose anything. I lost the money that was offered to me as opposed to sports betting where people assume they, they lost the bet amount. So to me, man, like oh, he had 150 X what he, what he put in 200 times 150 is 30,000. Like that to me is just criminal. Um, so, and again, you know, put all, put all that aside, like the, the, the zero or, or sale price that we're offering him as I talk about in every radio show, I go on across the country, take 30,000, take 15,000, put it in your pocket, bet 15,000 again on the warriors at eight to one, which is what they were at that point in time. You have another ticket that pays $135,000. Like that's still so much cash. Like it still makes your year. Obviously I don't, I don't care. You know, unless you're, you're Warren Buffett, um, 130 K plus, you know, plus your money that you put in your pocket, like <laughs> talking about $150,000 that he could have walked away with if they had still won. So for all of those reasons, man, I just, uh, you know, a reasonable guy. We got put in touch with them from, um, from a good friend of ours and uh, he's a reasonable guy. So it isn't like a, you know, uh, an irrational person. So, um, yeah, I mean, just add another one to the prop swap graveyard of of massive amounts we could have bet. Like, you know, we talk about it all the time, like declining a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks. Like, okay, like not a huge deal, but thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, just to play devil devil's advocate here for a second, because this is another thing I think about too. You know, as someone who's never made a parlay like this and has never gotten this far, uh, I always do kind of think that like the attitude, like you got to kind of put yourself in their shoes uh, for a little bit in the sense that they've won five out of six and they are kind of of the mindset of like, you know, um, what, what's that movie where he's like, I'm a, I'm a golden God. Like, you know, like I can't, I can't lose. Right. Like, so that, you know, I think that that attitude does kind of creep in where like, you know, you're five for five or whatever. Now I will say though, it's not a, I don't think it's a coincidence that the, the leg that lost was the longest shot of these yeah. things. Right. Like, yeah. you know, so, you know, picking Novak media. Djokovic or Georgia, you know, ex, you know, isn't exact. And then, you know, Argentina who were plus plus one sixty at the time. It's not like he picked Argentina before the tournament. So like, mm. you know, I do, you know, so I think there's part of that, but at the same time, it's like, dog, the, these other picks you made weren't exactly, you know, the biggest, the biggest long shots. And, you know, obviously it's, it's easy to say after the fact, but like the Warriors were not good this year. Like they had a, they had a terrible road record, you know, they barely beat the Kings. He needed, you know, 50 points from Steph in, in game seven. They were not, they were not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, it's not a shocker that, um, that, that they lost, you know, they lost the second round based off of what their regular season record was. Yeah. I mean, Steve Kerr said the same thing, so you're not crazy for saying that. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Lakers, uh, you know, moving to more positive things, um, Mm -hmm. we have a ticket, uh, from a, from a buddy of yours, um, who bet the Lakers back in December, uh, four, was it $400 at 150 to one? Uh, so this, this bet will collect $60,000 if the Lakers win the championship. Uh, right now they are the third favorites behind, uh, the Celtics, the Nuggets, um, the Lakers are an underdog, but yet uh, a small one uh, in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, currently, the market value for this ticket is fifteen thousand dollars on Prop Swap. Um, Luke, I'm sure you've been in communication with uh, with this better. Yeah, so it's two of them, which kind of adds to um, 
to complicate things because you kind of got to convince both of them, right? We had this situation where two Chicago uh, radio hosts um, on ESPN Chicago had a Phillies future, and uh, they sold it, and they sold it for 6K, um, and it was just before the World Series started. It was Carmen DeFalco, uh, who's a host, and then Randy Merkin, who's a producer. And, you know, I think they bet around 300 bucks. So they're making like 20 extra money, um, sold it for, for 6,000 and right before the world series started. And then we're, I don't know if you remember world series game one, the Phillies won in like crazy fashion. Yeah. And like, you know, they, they something. Yeah. I believe it was a walk-off. I mean, just, you know, uh, extras, uh, I think Bryce hit a walk-off, but just super dramatic ton of runs. Uh, one of the, you know, amazing baseball game. But the point was, like, they were kicking themselves after game one, saying, oh, man, like, you know, this is a stupid sale. And lo and behold, the Astros roll the rest of the series. Right. So my point is, this is a little bit unique with the situation because you got two guys involved. And, you know, when I'm telling them, hey, sell this for 15000 that's only seven five to each of them. And they're kind of like, eh, like, that's not, you know, not a huge amount of money to us. Um but you know, yet again, I've told them like take fifteen thousand from us, put five in your pockets, twenty five hundred bucks each. It's a you know a vacation to Miami for each of you, and then you know put ten G's right back in the Lakers at three to one. You got another ticket that pays forty thousand. So again, like I'm trying to preach to these these folks that uh, just because you're selling your ticket, which I've I've said I think when we first started props up, like always sell, but now I've transitioned to like. I want some action. Like the whole point of this industry is like, have fun, watch the game, have rooting yeah. interest, get some beer with your buddies, be going nuts when the team wins. To me, like I get that. So I've kind of moved off of sell all bets. And now I'm at the point of take some chips off the table throughout the tournament and just go rebet that team. So you're happy if they win. Yeah. Um, and I would actually venture to say, I'm you know, just doing the, the math in my head, bet the Lakers to win the Western conference finals as, as a dog. Uh, and then roll that over because if they play the Celtics, they could be a they could be a sizable dog, and and that rollover could be yeah. could be better than the uh, than the three to one be currently being offered. So, yeah. uh, but the the trick there is is that you know because I I've suggested this to people multiple times. The trick is, do you have the uh, testicular fortitude to roll it all over? Because if you don't, then it then it won't pay out as much as if you just bet the yeah. future and kind of locked it in or whatever. But um, you know, it's not always the case, but in some cases, the the rollover will will pay more than than the future. And uh, I would say this was, if if of course, if the Heat win, uh, then then it's not right. So there is that risk. But if it's the Celtics, um, I could I could see I could see that rollover pay more than the the current futures odds. Completely agree. The Celtics will be favored. So oh yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying it's it's if just somehow the Heat just uh, just spring uh, another upset. Um, yeah. but you know, speaking of the heat springing an upset that, you know, could set up a heat that would set up a heat Lakers final, um, you know, a thought occurred to me, uh, on Sunday, uh, once the, the Celtics won game seven, um, these four teams, these conference championship matchups look kind of familiar. Uh, and, uh, this, this was the same exact conference championships, uh, matchups that we had in the bubble, uh, that a lot of people were calling kind of a fake playoffs uh you know not real um you know and you know 
you know, the Heat should have been, you know, the Heat were a fluke, you know, LeBron winning, you know, that doesn't really count because, you know, it was, it was somehow, you know, they didn't have to go on the road or whatever. But I mean, these are the exact same four teams. Uh, and so um, I had one of our, uh, our social media producers put together a video that I, we put on TikTok um, that, that basically said, like, you know, does does the fact that these are the same exact four teams that the Lakers are back in the Western Conference Finals and the Heat are there as well, uh, does this kind of maybe affect LeBron's legacy? Because I feel like that fourth ring was kind of discounted. Yeah. Um, and I've I learned today all you need to do to go viral on TikTok is question LeBron's legacy and people will just go off. So uh, in in about 24 hours since this video got posted on our TikTok, which by the way, go go follow us on, on TikTok at PropSwap, uh, 45,000 views, um, over 1,300 likes and over 100 comments. Uh, and if you just read through these comments, I mean, it is, it is hilarious. I mean, it is it is your typical, you know, LeBron, MJ, ring, you know, sure. Mickey Mouse ring, that that sort of stuff. Uh, it's a it's a it's a good laugh. So um, I don't know. I, I just thought that was one kind of interesting note about these these final four teams. Totally agree. And LeBron's uh, fourth ring, everyone throws an asterisk on it. So, um, yep, agreed. And yeah, look, I. I, for the most part, am a LeBron fan. I think my biggest issue with him is the crying on the floor and, like, embellishing fouls. Um, but overall, I think he's a really good human being, and he's obviously an incredible basketball player. So I'm rooting for him. Uh, I know you're a Denver guy now, so yeah. you're probably rooting for the, the quote-unquote nuggies, as they call yeah. them. Go go nugs. Yeah. <laughs> Ironic they're called that in, in the first state to legalize medicinal marijuana. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I was talking to someone, they were like, the, 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 it was, it was a, they were, they were talking, I was talking to someone, not a sports fan, and they were like, aren't they called the Golden Nuggets? I'm like, I think you might be getting the Golden Knights confused with the Nuggets, but yeah. Golden, but I, I, I get what you're saying, right? Cause it's about, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's based off of like the whole mine, you know, mining gold uh, uh, thing, but, um, but yeah, logo, my, my worlds are colliding with, uh, with my Golden Knights fandom and my new Nuggets fandom with the, the Golden, the Golden Nuggets. Um, yeah. The the logo is gold. It's fair. They're not yeah. they're not crazy. Um. So yeah. Um. You know. I'll I'll let everyone else on TikTok decide what uh what this means for for LeBron's legacy. But speaking of other people's legacies, uh, the Edmonton Oilers are out of the NHL playoffs. Uh, Connor McDavid, who is the best hockey player in the world, um, once again fails to reach a Stanley Cup final. Um, and a couple weeks ago, uh. Before the NHL playoffs started, I, I kind of gave you three three questions, uh, and one of them was basically saying that you know does does McDavid you know need to reach the the Stanley Cup final you know uh, for his legacy, and um, you know they're out in six games. I, I was I was kind of shocked that the Oilers were favored um, against the Knights entering that series, despite the fact that the Knights had the better regular season record, they had the home ice. Um, but, uh, but that did not stop people on prop swap. I mean, the, the, besides the Bruins, um, and actually I would, you know, in terms of number of tickets sold, uh, the Oilers were the most, and I would actually venture to say that in terms of dollars, uh, transacted, um, the, the Oilers were the most over the Bruins in terms of some of these big major sales that we had. And I'll get to one in a second. Um, but you know, Western conference, uh, Stanley cup, uh, it, you know, definitely a, a very public team, uh, were, were the Edmonton Oilers. So, uh, before I get to some of these sales, um, any, any thoughts or takeaways from, uh, that Oilers night series? Uh, 
Yeah, still still agree with that, that this tarnishes his legacy. Um, I mean, there was already a Barstool post about putting him in like the Dan Marino, you know, Charles Barkley category of, you know, superstars that just could never get it done. So um, I, yeah, it, it hurts. Um, and I think there's still a few players away. So they need to make some moves. Edmonton does, um, you know, Steam game, obviously, uh, Marino didn't have a ton of help in Miami. Barkley didn't have a ton of help in his few teams, you know, Philadelphia and Phoenix. Um, but you know, you got to You got to win to get to get the recommend, you know, to get the recognition. He'll still be a Hall of Famer, but oh, yeah, you oh, know, yeah, to be um, uh, to be up there with the Gretzky's and Mario Lemieux and all those guys, you gotta you gotta win. And, and on that point, I mean, I, you know, I, I, as I've said, I'm not a huge uh, hockey fan, but I, I watch as much of the Golden Knights as, as I can um, in these in this series, in this series in particular. And I would actually say maybe the playoffs, the Oilers goalie stunk. Skinner mm-hmm. stunk. He got pulled yeah. twice in that yeah. night series. And in the the deciding game six, he gave up. You know, he didn't get pulled, but he gave up four goals. Uh, and so, I mean, you know, McDavid. I mean, David had, you know, had, you know, he showed out, he had some, he had some sick goals. Uh, you know, he, you can't knock his effort, but yeah, man, that goalie stunk. And, um, meanwhile, the, the Knights bring in basically their, their, their third stringer goalie, right? It, it was Logan Thompson. Then it was like a Brossant who got hurt during the series. And this Aiden Hill guy, I mean, uh, I texted my friend. I'm like, do we need to start printing a King of the Hill shirts? Um, because this guy, and he looks so calm and he looks calm and confident. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this Skinner guy, I mean, I, these should have made a change. These should have not started. There, there should have been a certain point in the series where they just stopped starting him. Yeah. It, it happens all the time. Goalies get hot. Um, this, this isn't a new phenomenon for the Knights, and we'll get to some more Intel later on in Staker swap, but this happens a lot where, uh, some younger goalies can just get hot at the right time. And, you know, Carter Hart in Philadelphia did this a few years ago. The Bruins have had a few different hot goalies. Like it happens. So, um, you know, pretty cool that he's peaking at the right time here. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just, just an example. Cause I remember on a previous episode, I was talking about, you know, we'll get to some of these Oilers, you know, these big hockey sales, but obviously we never got a chance. Um, and so one, one notable, Oilers sale uh, with Edmonton up three two on the Kings. Uh, a prop swap customer sold a one thousand one hundred dollar twenty to one Oilers Stanley Cup ticket for thirty five hundred dollars. So, um, you know, nice little twenty four hundred dollar profit for for that guy. Uh, and from that point on, you know, I mean the the Oilers never led a series. <laughs> three, three that three to two was you know I guess the the, the end to win that series four two, but then um they they were never leading the. Uh, the series against the Knights. Uh, and then moving to the Eastern side, uh, the Florida Panthers, man. Real yeah. quick, before we, before we wrap up the Oilers, just, you know, I wanted to make this point earlier. Like, no, but very few gamblers are thinking of selling when their team's up. So I just wanted to highlight that guy. Like, they're up three to two, and he sells it. Like, that is perfect. Like, yeah. I just, I, I haven't, gra- I haven't had enough, like, sympathy in my brain for people who, who are refusing to sell when their team's up. Like, I don't get that. Like sports happen all the freaking time. Like that's literally why everyone loves sports is because comebacks happen. So like, I never understood people not wanting to sell when their team's up. And I even asked the guy, um, the, the, uh, would be warrior seller just to wrap up that story. I was like, what's, what was the number? And he's like 150,000. I'm like, okay, if they got to the NBA finals, 
and let's assume they play the Celtics just for example's sake, and they were up 1-0 on Boston, it would barely be worth 150000 And if I would have texted you saying, hey, I got your $150,000 bid and they were up 1-0, you know you're saying no to that. Yeah, no way. No you way. know you're, you're declining. That also that. means that they would have won on the road and yep. you know, there's no way. Yeah, there's no, no way, way he's he saying yeah, yeah, There's no way he would have taken that. So um, just to wrap this up, bringing this full circle here with this Edmonton Oilers sale, great, 3500 bucks. You know, I use the Miami analogy, flight to, you know, Boston to go see a, I guess, you know, flight to go see a Vegas Golden Knights game. Flight to Vegas, go see a Golden Knights Stars game, 3500 bucks. stay at the Aria, and, you know, that's that's just a beautifully timed sale. So good job to that customer. That would be an, an interesting exercise to, like, if you just, like, stood at the sportsbook window and asked people, like, walked away with the bet, be like, is there a number that you would sell that for, like, you know, uh, that's below the collect amount that you would like mm-hmm. you, that you'd be yeah. happy with, you know, yeah, we should do that. we're yeah. going to, we're going to do that now. It's a summer next time we're, we're in the same city, like yeah. Vegas yeah. or something. And I'm sure they'll be like, get out of my face. Uh, but, um, but yeah, no, that, that's an interesting exercise because yeah, I mean, they can come up with a number, but, uh, no, no, no way he's selling 150 K anyways, back to the Panthers. Um, yeah. So, uh, Panthers, uh, took, you know, just cutting through the the Eastern Conference right now. Came back from three one against the, the the Bruins. Which, by the way, when they were down three one against the Bruins uh, in the first round, their Stanley Cup odds were eighty to one. Uh, now they are three to one. And then, of course, they, they took care of the Maple Leafs in five. Uh, and we, we we talked about it on, on this on this podcast. I mean, I was like, we both were like, and and this is on uh, or the last time we recorded, I I staked the Hurricanes because I was like. There's no reason. There's no way the 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 Maple Leafs should be the favorite to win the Stanley Cup right now. Like they've done nothing to prove that they have the experience, um, you know, to to do that. Uh, and you know, meanwhile, now that the Hurricanes are the are the favorites to win the whole thing, but um, yeah, the uh, the one in five. But um, uh, I I pulled one interesting sale. This this ticket sold two different times. Back in January, a customer made a three hundred dollar bet on the Panthers to win the Eastern Con- Eastern Conference, not not the Cup, but Eastern Conference at sixteen to one. Uh, after the one game one against the Maple Leafs, so uh, in the second round, up one zero, he sold that three hundred dollar ticket for one thousand three hundred thirty five dollars. So a nice thousand dollar profit uh, for for that customer. And then after the Maple Leafs won game four, so to, to avoid the sweep, that buyer got a little cold feet, which, you know, is fine. Um, you never know in the, in the, uh, in the Seneca playoffs. So that buyer resold it for, for 1650. So even, even though he got cold feet, he made a $315 profit, uh, on that sale. Uh, and so that was the second sale. And now that ticket is worth $2,400. If it wins, it collects $5,000. And again, mind you, this is just to win the Eastern conference. So Luke, I ask you, if you had just paid sixteen fifty uh, for this ticket, would you sell for twenty four hundred uh, and take the seven fifty profit, or let it ride for five thousand dollars against Carolina? Um, I would sell it, and it's gonna be a cop out answer, but sell it and take a thousand bucks and go rebet the Panthers. So I put fourteen hundred yeah. in my pocket and. Go rebet, um, Florida. I think yeah. I think Carolina is a better team. 
that's not why people should sell bets because we don't know what's going to happen. But I think Carolina is a better team, and I just I still don't trust this team enough. I I really don't. I think they're going to run out of gas. Yeah. Um, they say uh, the, the first rule of interviewing is don't ask questions you, are, you already know the answer to. So I, I probably should have known that. But uh, <laughs> at least I didn't answer a question with a question. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I staked the, the Hurricanes uh, on, our, on our last episode, and I would I would stick with that pick as as well. But uh, just just a great story. Uh, again, down three one the first round. Yeah, Bobrovsky is the man. They're going to call him Bob. He's yeah. he's really good. So. That'd be the only reason I, I might hold that for a couple of games, but take we're rebanning the Panthers, so you're good there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, we are down to the final four in both NBA and NHL. Uh, we, we now only are only going to have one game to watch a night, which is kind of sad, but uh, um, yeah, yeah we're, we're... think think of the TV ratings on a Fort Lauderdale versus uh, what is it, Charlotte, where the Hurricanes oh. play like. Yeah, no, rough. I mean, trust me, I was, I was, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, if this is Seattle versus, you know, uh, Carolina or or Florida, you know, but obviously Seattle, Seattle's out yeah. now, but um, well, no, yeah. it would be Seattle versus Vegas. Oh, yeah, or, or you're talking about the college finals. I, I, I was talking about uh, Stanley Cup matchups. I was like, what, what would no, be just, the worst Stanley Cup matchup for for these uh, for these TV ratings? Yeah, no, just this next round where it's Fort Lauderdale versus. Versus Charlotte, yeah. I think. That's yeah, I'll be honest with you. I've watched very little. I've watched very little Carolina Hurricanes uh, games. Um, Carmen Carm- Carm- DeFalco mentioned him a few times on this uh, on this podcast. He's he's a big Canes back. I think he has a ticket, so I should hit him up. Um, excuse me. I said Charlotte Raleigh. Yeah, Hurricanes are in Raleigh. Yeah. So we have a Fort Lauderdale versus Raleigh Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And but you know Vegas Dallas is uh, not a bad not a bad. No, Vegas Dallas would be good. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of markets, um, time we turn, uh, to the business side of the, uh, of the sports betting world. Uh, one of the major, I would, you know, not, not in the top four, but definitely in the, in the top seven, um, us sports book players just sold, uh, they're, they're an Australian based company just sold their us arm points bet is being sold to fanatics uh the uh the online sports retailer for 150 million dollars uh now if you've listened to this podcast before um you know you've heard us talk about fanatics making this push into the sports betting space but as we've kind of talked about before like i never knew how they were going to do it right i i kind of assumed it was going to be by an acquisition um but you know, it didn't, you know, the prices and, and it just didn't seem like things fit. And, you know, if you're going to buy a company, you, you might, you want to be getting the, their technology as well. And there's not a whole lot of companies that own their own tech and have uh, access to a bunch of different States. Uh, but points bet is one of them. Uh, and so $150 million uh, uh, is a lot less than uh, the $500 million uh, that they were initially asking for. And so, um, you know, it's, it's interesting timing. So, um, as you may know, Luke and I, we were at a sports betting conference last week in, uh, New Jersey, uh, hence why we were unable to, uh, to record last week. But, um, the CEO of points bet us, uh, was supposed to speak on a panel at this conference and he pulled out last second, uh, which kind of only furthered the rumblings of, that they were gonna that the sale was imminent. Now they had hired an investment bank, so we knew they were shopping uh, the the company. That was not news, but we didn't know if you know these things can take weeks, months, 
not happen at all. Um, so that was definitely kind of adding fuel to the fire um, that, that he pulled out. And there was definitely chatter going around the conference about, you know, whether the sale was going to happen. And then, uh, boom, uh, over the weekend, uh, the, uh, the, the news is not, I guess it's not official yet, but, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much, I think I would this point confirmed. Uh, and so just a couple quick notes, um, this gives fanatics market access to 15 States that they were not already in, uh, including notable markets such as New York, uh, which, uh, they try to get into, but were part of a losing bid, uh, Illinois and Michigan, uh, and, and I, I put in Michigan because that is one of those states where, um, you know, it's probably a lot more lucrative than people assume. And there's only a few dance partners, like you have to partner with a land-based casino, uh, and there's only a handful of, of, you know, quote unquote dance partners there. And, and if you don't have one of them, then, then you can't get in. And so PointsBet had one of them. And so that's a, obviously a very valuable thing to, to go into Michigan, which like I said, I mean, it's, it's probably more, more lucrative than, than most people would assume. And I casino. Yep. 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 And, people, uh, and, uh, we'll forget I, about that, which yeah. means, uh, you know, ability to play slots, blackjack, et cetera, uh, on your computer or on the phone. Yep. Uh, and so, uh, points bet had, um, yeah, like I said, so it's, that's, those are the good things for fanatics, right? Uh, way cheaper than initially wanted, um, gives them market access, but, uh, it should be noted that points bet was forecasted to lose, roughly $80 million during the the second half of this year. That was on a earnings call. So, you know, they're not exactly getting a great asset in terms of some of these, you know, market access deals they made and, you know, um, uh, marketing partnerships that they made. Um, they, they did sell 5% of their company to NBC Sports um, a couple of years ago as a way for promotion. Um, from what I've read, NBC will now be divested from that. So they're, you know, they're going to get paid out off of that $150 million in cash. So that investment definitely uh, is what is probably down, you know, they're probably going to lose money on, on that. that. That'll be a, a write-off for, uh, for NBC universal. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Luke, what are your, uh, your quick thoughts on, uh, on, on the deal? Yeah. So that's Comcast. NBC sports writes that off. Um, I don't know if they put in cash, if Comcast put in cash, I imagine that was an advertising trade. Um, but still like you were expecting, you're giving away free advertising for years on your station. And they probably did some exclusive deals where like DraftKings or FanDuel couldn't come in. So you lost money on that without a GK or an FD spending money on your station. So yeah, they ain't, there, yeah. that was not a, a good deal. Again, I I'm not sure about the cash component. There was a sure. there was a valuation given to PointsBet when the when the you know uh, or sorry there was a you know NBC you know gave a valuation to PointsBet and I guarantee you that valuation at the time that they were given five percent was much more than 150 million dollars. Correct. No, it was it was 420. So yeah, it's 420 million dollars is what NBC Sports valued PointsBet at. Um, so, you know, they gave them X amount of advertising dollars based off of that valuation. So that was a bad deal. Like I said, they probably lost out on some exclusivity that points bed had. They couldn't get the big guys to advertise with them. Yeah. Just overall, not a good deal. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, I good price for fanatics. Um, they got a good, they got a custom tech stack out of it. Everyone has told us that Amelco, their current tech provider is not, a premium product, uh, Fanatics current tech provider is just not not up to snuff from the industry that we've been told. I don't know. I've never looked at it, but um, 
yeah, to me, and- no offense in the world. I, I've been, I argued with multiple people about this last week saying, no, this wasn't a good deal for fanatics and that wasn't going to happen. But I've always said for six months, I, I thought this would be the best, the most logical acquirer for points bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of things. One, I, I I agree. I think this is a great deal for them because it gets them all the things that the that they've been trying to get, and and they've been making these promises saying that they're going to be in a certain number of states, and this sets them up. I I I kind of thought it would be win bet because they were more desperate to sell, um, and I never really thought that points bet would would actually sell. I I kind of thought until the last month or two, I thought they were in a much healthier position than uh, than it, than it turns out to be. So. Um, I think this is a great deal for fanatics and, you know, we, we hear a lot about these conferences and just, you know, I, it's my own opinion too. Like it matters to own your own tech. Like if you are licensing tech from another, from another company, like you are beholden to, you know, the changes they make, like you're kind of like waiting for them and, you know, it's just, you don't have control over it, right? Like you're it's basically, you're, you know, you're, you're leasing the, the technology, right? So mm-hmm. to own it yourself can can allows you to come up with things that no one else has uh and it really kind of can help create a competitive advantage because you are not waiting for someone else to build it to, for you or being told actually like that's not possible in in this tech that we provided to you so um yeah i think that's a huge thing uh to uh to own that to own that tech stack um yeah any so any any uh closing comments on that or the uh the conference um, the conference is great. Uh, yeah, highly encourage anyone, whether you're just a gambler or trying to get into the industry, um, come out. It's, it's a little expensive. Um, but you know, it will get you the way I view it as say it costs, you know, 800. If you can do 10 meetings, you're basically paying, and I realize travel is an additional cost, but you're basically paying 80 bucks per meeting. If you can get 10 meetings, like you know, it's a good deal. You got to put yourself out there. You got to walk around. You got to do collisions where person A is talking to person B and you didn't know person B until person A introduced you. So I, all that stuff's important. But yeah, great conference. Glad SBZ put it on. Good to be back in New York City. Get some bagels and uh, and some good pizza. Um, but uh, yeah, great, great sports betting specific conference. Of course, G2E is a larger one in Las Vegas. That is gaming overall slots, casino and sports betting. This one's just sports betting. Yeah, um, I'll just I'll just add one thing uh, to anyone out there who's looking to somehow get in the sports betting industry for you know in any there's and there's it's not even you got to work for a sports book there's payments there's oh you know your customer there's there's a ton of you know ancillary things it's not just either you work for you know FanDuel DraftKings or not at all like there's a ton of other you know legal compliance there's a ton of other things to, to get involved with um, but you know back to the cost thing kind of the barrier of entry I would suggest to anyone. Because it's a, it's like a snowball effect, right? Like you gotta you can't just go to one and expect like you're gonna have this amazing time. We've been going to these things for years, right? And so it's like it's these people that you only see at these conferences, and it's like you just kind of build off of those relationships. It's not just a one time thing, right? It takes you know multiple times and, and years uh, over time to do this. So I would encourage anyone to start out at G two E because like uh, an expo pass is way cheaper than yep. than the pass is for this SBC New Jersey and honestly like most of the action happens like in at, you know outside of the expo hall at like happy hours or whatever uh, and so I would I would suggest anyone go to G2E first mm-hmm. and then try and roll that over you know to the to the other conferences so that would be uh that would be cheaper. my suggestion. Cheaper for sure. Your hotel, your hotel room's not going to be cheaper yeah, but yeah. the, yeah, the ticket's going to be cheaper. 
yeah, you might want to stay off the strip and get a car. That would probably be yeah. cheaper. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, speaking of rolling things over, it's time to roll over into steak or swap. First up, we'll be going back to uh, the hardwood, talking a little NBA playoffs. Uh, and guess what? It's not just team futures that you can be betting right now. Uh, they also have player awards to win finals MVP available at every major sports book. And that's where we will start first. Jalen Brown to win NBA finals MVP, currently 10 to 1 at FanDuel. Uh, I will go first. I am staking Jalen Brown 10 to 1 to win finals MVP. Uh, this is just a pure value play for me uh, based on where the Celtics are currently on the odds board. Uh, they are even money or even like minus 105 at, at some books, which um, is a pretty sizable favorite uh, with four teams left. I mean, they're like minus 600 to beat the Heat. So, um, even though I don't love the the Celtics uh, and I especially don't love the the coach, um, I would much rather get the second best player on the favorite who's even money at ten to one because the only give the Finals MVP to 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 a, on a for a, a player on the winning team. Yeah. Um, and if you go back to last year's Finals, Jalen Brown was the best Celtic on the floor. He had a better series than than Jason Tatum. He averaged. 23 and a half points, 7.3 rebounds and almost four assists during that finals. And like if the Celtics somehow miraculously had won that series, he would have been getting the, the finals MVP. Um, and then it's also, also just worth noting, um, you know, this is, this is one of Luke's favorites. Uh, so Brown 10 to one at, at, at FanDuel, but he is five to one at MGM and DraftKings. So again, just kind of pure value play on, uh, on this uh, particular player. Um, honorable mention for me also Jamal Murray currently 31 to one at FanDuel and he's 15 to one at DK 16 to one at MGM 18 to one at Caesars. Um, again, I I'm, I'm looking at these like second best players, uh, you know, on these championship contenders. So, um, that's why I am staking, uh, Jalen Brown. Completely agree. I mean, you, you nailed that, that, you know, all you got to tell me is he's 10 to one, at one book and five to one in another. So immediately value right there on Jalen Brown. Obviously the Celtics are the favorite. I don't know how to handicap this Lakers Nuggets series. I really don't. I think the Lakers are going to win. I think if you run this simulation a hundred times that the Lakers win 52 times and the Nuggets win 48 times. Like I, I don't know how to put a finger on this one. So, uh, you know, not confident enough to pick someone on that side. I think, you know, I think everyone is in agreement. The Celtics are better than the Heat. I don't think there is bad. I don't think there is big of, uh, I don't think the underdog price is fair. I think they, so I was looking it up earlier. They are plus 390, the Heat are. I think they should be like plus 250. I don't think they're that bad. I think Jimmy Butler is a dog and he plays so well in the postseason. And, you know, Jason Tatum can be a little bit inconsistent. He obviously played poorly on uh, last Thursday night in that game six up, up for the first three and a half quarters. The fourth quarter, he went off. But for the first three quarters, um, Jason Tatum just didn't play that well in Philly. So totally agree with that. I'll also stake Jalen Brown at 10 to 1. Um, yeah, uh, just two things. One, I think you were completely discounting how good offensively the Nuggets are. I mean, Nikola Jokic is one of the best offensive players of our of our lifetime and mm-hmm. if Jamal Murray is healthy, that's just such an unstoppable combo. Uh and then um it's just 
the, the Jimmy Butler thing. He he could probably single-handedly win two games, but it's really hard with a, for a one-man show to win four games. Uh, and the only reason why I kind of I just I, I just love Eric Spolstra. He's just so good, uh, yeah. and I and I really can't stand the, the Celtics coach. He just looks. It's not his fault. He's just completely unprepared. You know, he just he just is not. He was he is, was not planning to be in this situation. Um, and then. Switching back, uh, NHL, um, going to talk Golden Knights, who, uh, like I mentioned earlier, were they were underdogs to beat the Oilers, which I could not believe. Uh, they won in six games. Currently, plus 230 to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Luke, uh, we will start with you first. Are you staking or swapping uh, the Golden Knights? Yeah, I'm going to stake this team. Uh, they're plus 230 as of this recording, uh, Monday night after both... Uh, uh, you know, matchups are set here. Dallas advanced to go play Carolina, as we discussed. Uh, look, Joe Pavelski is playing like the best player on Dallas right now. He is 38 years old. He's one of the best U.S. born players ever. He is a Hall of Famer, but he's 38 years old. He's going to run out of gas in this series. The Vegas Golden Knights are a super young team. This goalie, um, I should have looked it up earlier. Hill, um, yeah, uh, is killing it and. This, uh, I mentioned this earlier, like goal, young goalies get hot all the time in postseasons, and it seems like the Golden Knights have found one. So younger team, Dallas going to run out of gas. They were a better team in the regular season. Um, and yeah, if your best player is 38, I just think you're going to run out of steam. So Vegas it is. Okay. Um I'm going to make an emotional hedge here and swap the Knights. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm a big Golden Knights fan, been a, a season ticket holder since uh, day one, uh, as you were with me uh, on that um, on that ride as well. But here here are reasons why I'm scared. Uh, one, so the coach of the, of the Stars is the former coach of the Golden yeah. Knights, Pete DeBoer, who I cannot yeah. stand. Uh, however... Um, I'm a big believer in like that guy probably knows the ins and outs of the, of the golden Knights teams and like what to beat them and like what their weak spots are, which could be the reason why the golden Knights were and three against the stars, uh, this year. Now, granted the last game, it was a two, one shootout loss with Jonathan quick as the goalie, uh, granted, you know, two, one, whatever. Uh, but you know, that's one concern. The second thing is I think this Aiden Hill guy could come back down to earth and I was hoping that this series would start on Wednesday night and like the stars would have this quick turnaround, you know, be flying to Vegas, you know, the Knights would have one day extra rest, you know, what, two days rest versus one day rest. But this series is starting on Friday. So like they're both going to be plenty rested and any sort of advantage of like, you know, having that home ice and having, you know, Dallas having to travel after playing game seven versus the Knights, you know, winning in uh, six games. I feel like it just kind of evens the playing field. And now the Gold Knights are favored. Like, I was much happier with them as an underdog than, you know, backing them as a dog than backing them as a favorite. So, mm-hmm. for those reasons, uh, I am begrudgingly swapping uh, my uh, my beloved Knights. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, fair point about DeBoer. He knows this roster. I just I just trust this Golden Knights team. Four, this is their fourth conference championship in six years. Like, it's just a good... It's a good franchise. Um, so, but yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Um, uh, these these postseasons, man, two and a half months of, of postseason for hockey and the NBA. It's just, it's out of control. Like, let's let's move it along here. I, I get it's a TV ratings thing. The bulk of the revenue for these leagues is 
with through the TV deals, but come on, let's let's move it along. Yeah, I, I blame ESPN as the common denominator, right? Uh, I feel like when the NHL was on NBC, like they were just mo- they were moving these things, right? Because there was nothing else they're competing with. But now ESPN has to like put in these games versus the NBA. Like the can- ESPN can't yeah. have an NBA uh, because ESPN is showing the Western Conference Finals, all of them, and so if the West Finals is on Tuesday, Thursday, it's like well. You know, and and for some reason, you know, Wednesday's too soon. That's got to be Friday, right? So it, it like we, yeah. you know, you got to balance it with the with the um, with the NBA games. It's the same thing with TNT. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's our that's our TV rant. But um, listen, uh, trust me, I will be out on Friday night watching that game. You can you can believe that. So um, that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and we will talk to you next week. 